0: Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast from studios
1: in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong.
0: Alright. Hello, Matt. Hello, everybody. Uh, podcast 31. Podcast 31. I always say it, but hard to believe, right? I know, right? We're,
1: uh, 50 is the goal, and then maybe we'll change our game plan a little bit about how we do these, whether it's weekly or not. you um, the boss. But yeah, 50 is what we're trying to hit. Um, so, so, we'll we got go with some our meets. announcements.
0: Yeah. Ladies, the meet is March 10th. Hope everybody's training, everybody's happy and healthy. It is full, but... Uh, if you didn't get in, at least come watch and be ready for May, because hey. that's May 12th at the Westbrook Armory. Yeah, the ladies' something? meet is right here at Dynamax. And we got a guest tonight.
1: We do have a guest tonight. Who is tonight. it? Who is it? You know, I think this is our only guest who has had news coverage and holds an American record. <coughs> and that would be the powerlifting rabbi, none other than Carolyn Broman. Thank you for coming.
2: My pleasure.
1: Um, we actually have quite a bit of questions for you, the public wants, has stuff they want to ask you. Um,
0: But how's it going? What's going on?
1: Everything's good. Things are good.
0: She just figured out she's got an American record in the bench. We just got to turn the paperwork in. By like 20 pounds, right? Yeah, I think, I don't know how much it's by.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think it was 140 something. Oh,
0: so you blew that away by 25 pounds.
2: Yeah, that was pretty fun.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. That was...
2: That was Matt influencing me or giving me the the guts to look up the um, the records to see if I was anywhere near them.
0: And so, sure you. enough, you were uh, well yep. above them. Now all up. we got to do is turn in the paperwork.
2: Cool.
1: That's awesome. So the strongest rabbi in the world. <laughs> you've been deemed, Um
2: Yeah, by my sister, probably.
1: <sighs> and everyone in <at> Dynamax. <laughs> so one time I was uh, <laughs> I was in an Uber going to Portland and I saw you walking Ruby, and like I. Blurted out. You know, the, the Uber driver's telling me a story, and I just go, That's the strongest rabbi in the world. <laughs> and he's looking at me like, What the hell are you talking about? It's, never mind, don't worry about it.
0: Turns out he was with ISIS.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh, I, I want to start with uh, you were on during the, uh, the women's meet last year, which you competed in and did very well in. You had a little bit of media coverage. Uh, for WCSH 6. They yep. uh, had a little story about you. Um, when they were interviewing you, they mentioned, you You said that one of the things that you like about Lithy is that you don't have to think.
2: Exactly.
1: So what is it? Uh, you, can you elaborate on that a little bit? Like, do you just like, obvious, you know... Well, I guess, let's t- take it back a little bit farther. When you're not being the strongest rabbi in the world, or the strong part, what is the rabbi part like?
2: Well, it's a great question. So... The rabbi part is filled with decisions and um, uh, being with emotions and uh, the whole person that's in front of me or what I'm thinking
1: about. Is that your full-time job? Yes. Okay, so that's what you do.
2: Full plus. Yeah.
1: Gotcha.
0: And you were only the second lady rabbi ever, yes? Fourth. Ever? And Second fourth. Well, Second top five.
2: Top five. I definitely top five. I would have been the third except for it went in alphabetical order. So um, uh, my was friend
0: it like
1: Alex Anderson or something? Exactly. Or?
2: <laughs> and so my friend um Toba Friedgood married Gil August with an A and pushed me out of the third the third place, which I always tell her. And she's no longer married to Gil August. So, so, you're, so you're I think third. I should be the third.
1: Yeah, you you got bugged up.
2: Exactly. <laughs>
1: So it's kind of are, like weightlifting. Are you still at the? I'm going to not pronounce this right. Is it the Temple of Bethel?
2: Temple Bethel.
1: Bethel, not spell. It's not the. Is it B E T H E L?
2: B E T H new word E L.
1: Okay, so where is that?
2: That is on Deering Avenue. It's uh and Wadsworth. It's on a an island, that's down by. The um, uh, where is it down by? It's no
1: place.
0: It's near uh, USM.
2: Yeah, it's near USM.
1: Okay. Um, so you obviously uh, it's uh, taxing Yes. So and, big job. And that's why you like to come in here. Clang <laughs> and bang. And uh, so it, it, it is this is, is this your main outlet?
2: This well I have I have two things that I do. I sing and I this sing in the like chorus. An angel. <laughs> <laughs> I sing in the Oratory Corral and but I come here a lot. And um, yeah, I, I so love just being handed something and say, you know, push it up this way or pull it this way or do whatever. And I don't, I get to think just about what I'm doing, not about anything else.
1: So in that same interview for WCSH 6 you had a little cameo in that, Maddie. Oh, And um, you said that Carolyn is one of the most coachable people that you work with. What, what makes it yeah,
0: that? Yeah, I
2: heard that. That was really nice. You just I mean, made that up is. at the time. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what makes that? Well, just what she just explained it. Basically, she just wants to be said. This is how this is done. Okay, I'll execute it. No
1: emotion. No. Oh, I really want to max out today. None of that. You just you you listen to Matt. You do what you're told, and you yeah. probably like being told, right? I,
2: I love it. <laughs> in some in some parts of my life, I love being told what to do, In other parts, forget about it. But um, but no, I mean, if you put me into the gym and Matt wasn't here and said, uh, you know, work out, I wouldn't know what to do.
1: Let's talk about your beginning of weightlifting or powerlifting. Um, I don't want to say, I don't know what your exact age is, but you're over 60. I am 60. You're 60. <laughs> I'm not over 60. By a day or two. By, least. yes. Um, how did you get into powerlifting? Let's hear that story.
2: So um, so I, we had a friend. I had a friend who was working out with Matt and um, Judy.
0: Oh, Okay.
2: And Go ahead. she said, "You know, I'm. I do this weightlifting with this guy. Why don't Why don't you come?" So I said, "Okay," and I did it. And I kind of loved it. I, I loved a little bit of a little bit of the competition of my trying to do more than she did, even though I don't know what we were doing. We were you know, We weren't. Yeah, we didn't turn it to and,
0: powerlifting for a while. Yeah. More general strength.
2: And Matt kept you kept telling me that um, I should do powerlifting. Yeah. And I, um, when I saw what you had to wear...
1: a <laughs> <The signal. laughs>
2: Yes. I said there was really no way I was ever going to do anything like that. And But I used to go to the meets, and I loved watching them. That's right. I love watching but people. But I think
0: you're the the only holdover I have now from Union Station. Really? i got to be careful here, but I'm pretty sure. What about Mary? Oh, I'm sorry. Mary McCarthy? Yes. No, Another previous guest. Yes. That's right. But you're both from that same... Era. you've both wow. been since 1997. Like, really it's yeah. been that long yeah so that's how long mm-hmm. you've been training with me almost mm-hmm. 20. Years. I just sold the place and I kept an office there. That's 20 years.
2: Wow we were young then
0: when we were young
2: when we were young
0: because I think what one thing
1: and Mary came around around the same time huh. I think one thing that people kind of just want to know is Rabbi powerlifter, how the hell does that I'm, add
2: up? That doesn't, you know? It, I know. Well, I have a friend who said to me that um, in my in my life, my life is kind of chaotic. No day is ever the same. I walk into the office with a plan of what I'm going to do, and four phone calls come in, and I'm rushing to the hospital, or I'm teaching something, or I'm running all over the place. When I'm here, I'm centered. I have to be centered. And, um, and so it it just plus there's a lot of encouragement and I, that's what I love the most about it it's so fun you do you lift up something and everybody goes yay <laughs> and they're all there to help they're help help you drag the chains back to where they're supposed to be and people laugh and have a good time and and it's I try to make it so that it's not uh, the most important thing in my life so if I miss a lift I feel bummed out but it's not like somebody's going to die because of that
0: you go to the next lift that's
2: all well that's what you taught me you don't you
0: will go crazy (laughs) right
2: I don't know if you remember this but uh, when I first when we were first working out I remember I was trying to you were teaching me how to bench and I and you put something on and I and I did it and then you said ooh and you put some more on and Mm -hmm. I did it ooh and then we got up to around 100 pounds and I couldn't get it and I said just let me try it again because you know I always do that Mm -hmm. I'll I'll do it again Mm -hmm. I'll do it again Mm -hmm. and you said no we're done for the day and it was this, it was really kind of a big message to me. I really did think about that because uh, I would have just kept trying, but you, you can't do that because your muscles give out after a while and your brain is. I think isn't your head
0: gives it. out first.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, once you've seen yourself miss it, you kind of, it's back there. You know? You know that the possibility of failure exists and that it was very recent. Right. And then when you go again, that's what you're thinking about.
2: But you said that I'm, you know, like when I do those deadlifts mm-hmm. and and I miss it the first time, and then I just come back and do it again. Mm-hmm. You always are like, wow.
0: Yeah, because that's, that's, that's a tough, that's the toughest one to miss. One. Uh, absolutely, that's come back the one and that do. That takes the most so, out of you. So that's, when you
1: miss a deadlift, it usually it's devastating. Buckled to the floor, and you just feel like you lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, I just feel like I've disappointed people, so that's. A,
1: well, you're really not like disappointing yourself. I mean, exactly, which is, uh, the worst person to disappoint.
2: Exactly, exactly.
1: So, one of the question I actually got this question from two different people. Um, very similar question. I'm going to kind of slam it together so that it's one. Has lift? How does lift? It, you know, I'm not a very spiritual person. I'll admit that. Um, so this is going to be something hard, hard for me to understand. But how does lifting affect your spiritu- spirituality, if at all, and has it improved your spiritual connection?
2: Oh, wow. What a good question. That came in.
1: Wow. Oh. Two people. It's the Two. same question.
2: Wow. So the first thing I would say to you is I bet you you are a spiritual person. Um, most people say that. that you know, and what that usually means is I'm not religious or I don't go to church or to synagogue or something like that. But I actually think that if you're working on your body, you're also working on your soul. And, and you're being very spiritual. Sometimes I'll talk to the kids about skiers, what's it like when you're at the top of the mountain and you're about to go down? And um, you know you, you just see that potential, that that great run that you're going to have. That's like a spiritual moment. So um, so I think that I somebody, oh, that WCSH, Um, interview they asked me apparently before I do a deadlift I sort of close my eyes I take a deep breath and I just try to relax and he said what are you thinking when you do that which actually I don't think I'm thinking anything (laughs) but what I said to him is I'm going. oh god oh god oh god please don't don't let me die don't let me me miss this (laughs) and then you know as it's coming up please please don't let me faint and uh, but so I, I just think the whole thing is, is spiritual in nature. It calms my mind. It, um, it uses my body, the whole body, and, uh, and I find that to be very spiritual. It's a different kind of spirituality than prayer, but, um, but it's still very spiritual.
1: Yeah, I think that, I guess, you know, as, I, as you say that, I <laughs> do have those moments of, you know, I'm an engineer. I am total left brain, you know, this is why something works, and here's the science to back it up. <laughs> that's just how I think. Um, but there are definitely, t- I mean, it's, you know, it's the, come on, Maddie, let's go, let's go, let's yeah. go. You know, that <laughs> is a, that, I guess that is a connection, that's probably the only time you'll hear me say it, but that is like a, a soulful thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, I just think, I just think that the terms have been hijacked, and, and so I think, yeah. people don't like to use them. and, and you know that's what that's kind of what's funny about me being a rabbi is i you wouldn't know that I you know I don't wear a collar or anything and I swear and I uh, you know drunk. <laughs> I am never drunk
0: <laughs> you know people sometimes this will be out and they'll say what is that I say it's a religious thing yeah uh, yeah.
2: yeah well it is it is
1: it's your it religion. is lifting well, is your you religion I mean, a lot of people call, you know, people say, "Um, oh, what are you doing? I'm, this is church. This okay. gym is church. This is you. You come in, mm-hmm. you you pay your dues, and yeah. you get out. And
2: you get out. So, you know, I think that um, it's probably enhanced my spirituality because I, because um, there's body and soul together. And so, you know, I, I work out Fridays right before Shabbat. Right before the Sabbath, and I, and then I I get to um, I get to the synagogue, and I'm just feeling tired and kind of ready to go with the mind stuff.
1: The only reason I know what Sabbath is is because of the Big Lebowski. <laughs> <laughs> is that yeah. every? You he knows it.
2: <laughs> yes, he does. Is that
1: every Saturday?
2: Yes, okay. Friday night to Saturday night. Sundown
1: Friday. So, for those who don't know, you. You don't work. You don't get in a car. Right? Uh, This is what, this is, I mean, this is half of what I've heard the, the, you know, John Goodman screaming in the Big Lebowski when he's explaining what he doesn't do. (laughs) And I actually worked on a project where we designed a building that had to be aware of that, basically, Mm -hmm. so that the, it had to do with, you know, occupancy sensors not turning lights on, or something, or like people um, not having to press the button to get in the elevator, or something like that. So, for so for how would you explain? So it to some folks? people,
2: some some people don't use electricity because it's like lighting a fire. There's okay. there's a list of things that you don't do on Shabbat so that you can just be part of creation and not be and not be creating. And they call it work, but um, in Hebrew the word is malacha, which means work. But it's not really like. Going to work because obviously I'm working every Shabbat, right? So, um, but it's it's more like, um, uh, well, your meals, you you, the way I do it, you, your meals are all made for you, so that you're not cooking on Shabbat. You, you don't have to
1: turn the stove on. No,
2: turn the stove on. Driving, I I drive to synagogue, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> I used to walk, but now it's I don't know. I'm old, but. Um, uh, So, you know, what you want to do is just be mindful of kind of a day away from the regular work week. And actually, when I don't have a Shabbat, I'm grumpy. Really? I'm very grumpy. Is it throwing out of
1: your schedule? Yeah.
0: Well, it's like you're not having a Sunday. Right. It's just Saturday, right?
2: Well, yeah. On on top of the spiritual side. Right, right, right. 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 I mean, I work six days a week. So Monday is is my day off, which is a different kind of day off. But, um but on Saturday it's just really a time to hang and I know I'm not going to be on the phone I'm not going to be on my on my computer I'm just gonna leave the world outside for 25 hours
1: so you do get a level of, like an increased level of relaxation
2: yeah yeah um kick back watch a baseball game
1: not with <laughs> electricity though
2: <laughs> Matt thinks I drink all day'm i just kidding well <laughs>
1: <Ball-outs>, girls. yeah <laughs>
2: I drink Gatorade all yeah. day long.
1: Water. <laughs> Sparkling cider. Sparkling cider. Um, so speaking of relaxation, how do you recover from a heavy lifting session? Because you do, most of the time when I see you lifting, you are pushing serious weight. I was helping Maddie, I was, or I had the day off, and you were in here, we were all benching, and you were hitting 200 pounds. Which That's is right. Uh, with a slingshot to uh, one board, which is incredible, by the way. So after, you, after <laughs> a heavy... Uh, bench or squat or deadlift session what's your recovery process
2: well that's a good question i don't know i just the look (laughs) on your face tells
1: me that it's not very
2: uh (laughs) i eat a lot of protein (laughs) um i don't really think about it but um uh what do i do i don't
0: i don't sometimes get massage right
2: once a month i get a massage so um that's
0: big recovery uh,
2: that that is and um A lot of times I just walk around sore, (laughs) and uh, but I mean that's part of the I'm. It's the good and the bad part about me. That's the part of not thinking.
0: Some of her recoveries is the the West Side stuff because she works out so often, so she's doing another workout as recovery. Right, but with uh, some sort of accommodating resistance to something. Yeah, so like today was like circuit work. She had heavy squats on Monday. So what you do today? She did uh, uh, three circuit stations with two exercises at each, Gotcha. with some kettle kettlebell work.
1: Has that always um, been your method for like when you were when you first started working out with Maddie? You were we've been doing that for a long time in a circuit fashion. Yeah. Okay. So it it sounds
0: like it's it's uh, basically a less intense workout. And then Thursdays heavy, and then Friday it's the same idea. Okay, so it
1: sounds like I I want to hear the, let's you know I lesson. didn't mean to take her answer from
0: her but no, no but
1: that's
2: part of my Jesus. not thinking that's what <laughs> that's what you do
1: the smoke is coming I, out there I and...
2: pay you to think <laughs> okay. I don't know what I'm doing
1: <laughs> so real quick what we probably should have said this at the beginning best best meat numbers
2: ooh well that was that last um, that last meet that nine we did for nine. yeah that, that was, was awesome so much fun thank you to Grizz for being right. my uh, my coach he was great my handler. So what were my numbers? I think my numbers were for the squat. It was two thirty something two thirty six. And the bench was two sixty
1: five.
2: American record. American record. And um the the deadlift was the thing I really wanted. I've been trying to break one hundred and fifty for a long time, and it 250. was I mean two fifty. so it was two fifty five.
0: So whatever that total was, six fifty something.
2: Six. Six. Six fifty
0: five. Six fifty five total. What made that uh, obvious? I mean,
1: getting your lifts obviously made the meat great, but what was it that helped you get all your lifts?
2: You know, it's a, that's such a great question, and here's what I think. Uh, because that meat was magical for me. Talk about spiritual. That was a spiritual day, and recovery took about a month. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um,
1: this was the November. Yeah. Point? Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh. Uh, never better. So, first of all, every meet that I've done, there's been some sort of crisis beforehand. My my very first meet, my father had a like a bad toothache, and I was I was texting Matt, going, mm, I don't think I'm going to be able to be there tomorrow. And uh, and other meets, I've had a lot going on. And this one, I I think that um, it was just very low key going into it. I was by myself. Nobody was at the house. It was just me. I could eat what I wanted to. Um, one of the things about, about uh, my lifting is they, it always surprises me. So, like, there was some guy afterwards who said to me, I love watching you. You always look so surprised when you're finished. <laughs> and I said, that's because I am surprised when I'm finished. But um, I didn't know that I was going to get all those. I was having problems with um, benching, using that shirt. And um, I'm always scared of squats because I have bad knees. And um, I just kept getting them. And it was it was incredible. After my second squad, I wasn't at all sure I was going to make the third, and and then I did it, and I was amazed. So and then Grizz just kept saying, "Okay, you did that. Go on to the next one. Don't even think about it. Let's leave the room. Let's go." Grizz on is other. one of the
0: original members here, and he we get him to handle her that day.
2: So it was great.
0: Yeah, that was. I mean,
1: I think you are definitely a a fan favorite, and to watch you. Have a plan, execute to the T was satisfying for everybody.
2: See, I don't get that, but I'm so thrilled because it's part of what keeps me going. I just love it that everybody is so supportive of me.
1: It's the best. It's, you know, it's, I can't explain it. Mm. it it's, it's,
2: it's probably because I'm, I'm like really short.
1: <laughs> That's all of
2: you. I'm, <clears throat> I think, 410 and a quarter. Unless this, this weightlifting has made me shorter, which is entirely possible. Yeah, it tends to. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm little and I probably always look confused as I walk up to the, whatever it is that I'm doing.
1: <laughs> so when you, you would have, so I'm thinking 97, that would have been 20 years ago. So you would have been about 40. Mm-hmm. How do you feel that lifting has impacted the aging process for you? Has it helped? I assume it's obviously helped, but is there any, hmm. like you have a, you have a close friend that maybe doesn't lift that's in, that you notice that you're doing a little better than, or do you have, is there any tangible, Well, because obviously you can't just say, well, I used to not lift, or what, you know, it'd be right, hard right, right, to right. compare what if you actually didn't lift, but.
2: Well, I think that I know a lot of people my age who have bone density problems.
1: Uh, I hear that. we have That's been brought up quite a few times. Big time.
2: Um, and. You know, I feel really strong. People will tell me when they haven't seen me for a long time that I look exactly the same as I've always looked. I, I don't believe that's true, but um, but I'm sure that lifting is probably part of it. It's keeping me kind of firm and together. My sister is a really good bike rider, cyclist type so, of yeah, yeah and um, racer. And so she um, she's 65 and she looks like she's she does you know in her 50s and she rides like she's in her 20s. So, uh,
1: well, I gotta say, I work with people in their 30s that have gray hair, and I don't see any on that head, head you got there. <laughs> so, I think right there, that's a
0: huge, I mean, that's a huge benefit, Maddie. She's supposed to have her knees replaced, and right, I think the squatting has uh, preserved her quadriceps, hamstrings, and top of her calves, which has basically protected the knee. And. Because you don't, you don't need them done right now. No, but they've told you to.
2: They, yeah. Um, and
0: obviously, she squats without an issue. Yeah.
2: And when I when I I take a week off, my knees are killing me. Really? I can hardly walk. Yeah. And Matt was the one who pointed out that it was probably because I didn't work out for a week.
1: What is the What is it about working out that increases
0: the bone density? The weight bearing, the response from your bones is. To make more cells, get them thicker. And oh, because of a increased load, basically. That's so the that's the bone response. Yeah, the matrix and the bone gets thicker and heavier. So, mm-hmm. is it as you get older that just kind of st- you? Well, who doesn't lift? Who stops lifting? Older people. Right. Or who stops being active? Right.
2: Well, do you stop? Do you stop uh, uh, replenishing cells after if, a while? Or
0: maybe if you don't, the if you don't rate. stimulate them. Uh huh. the The weight bearing stimulates it. Now, why do women? are more susceptible. I don't have that answer. But
2: well, there's something with calcium. They, they say probably that, we something to do with that Yeah, um, eat calcium. But, but all that,
0: that helps, but it doesn't do what weight-bearing right. does.
2: I mean, all my numbers for everything I do, my heart, my whatever they are, they're all really good.
1: So if you could go back and send yourself a message, send the 20-year-old Carolyn Brown a message, what would that be?
0: Wow. What kind of
1: advice would you give your younger self, knowing, you know, having the success in, you know, 40s on in weightlifting and powerlifting?
2: Well, my father used to <clears throat> always, it, it drove me crazy, but he would always say, you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And I think that, um, you know, in my 20s, I would sweat the small stuff. And I think lifting, I mean, it, Obviously, it's big and small, but but um, the fact that I can do what I do, I think I would tell my twenty-year-old self to you know stop the pity party and just yeah. Don't
1: worry about it. You'll be on the bench. <laughs> you'll, you'll set an American record when you're sixty. Yeah.
2: Although <laughs> although if you were if you were to um, tell me in my twenties that I'd be um, powerlifting, I I would say you were ridiculous. I mean I I didn't even know what it was, but I, I never ever thought of it. I played tennis, I ran, which is how I ruined my knees. And um, But I was never that good at anything.
1: So. You know, what's funny is um, I think when you're younger, you don't have a good scale of what small stuff and big yeah. stuff is.
2: Yeah, yeah. And right. missing
1: that Friday party might be the biggest thing that's right. going on. And then you... You get a little bit older, and you miss a bill or something. You're like, "Oh my God, how am I ever going to recover from this? My credit score just dropped five points. Oh my God!" And then as you get older, and health issues or whatever it may right. be, the scale of it changes. And I think that that's something that is very—it's it, impossible to grasp as a younger person who hasn't had well stuff happen. It's <laughs> right? maybe
2: one of the reasons I think that we that um, we have to let kids fail, yeah. and. Uh, and that, uh, you know, it, it does no good to give everybody an award and have everybody do all the all the stuff that uh, they want to do. Participation trophies. Yeah, I mean, it's it's okay to fail. I wish I. I also wish I knew that it's okay to not do well on an exam.
1: Yeah, that's something that I uh, am definitely guilty of. <laughs> <laughs> I would, it would kill me yeah. on the inside. I'd feel like I. Oh. It's okay.
0: Um, Go
1: ahead. I need to step out of the uh, office for a moment here. The, you guys keep chatting. The studio. The studio. Um, what were we just talking uh, about? About exams. Oh, about how yeah. You... Well, when you failed, because that is your world. That you know, That is the right. biggest thing that you have to, to right. deal with at the time, um, is that one stupid test that you're never going to, Really, use again. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, and I, I mean that's the, the. I think that's what I learned from that hundred-pound bench that I missed when Matt said, "Okay, we're done." When you know, don't try it again. It was like all of a sudden, I thought I can come back to this, and and the same is true of a subject. You know, it's really interesting uh, when you study when you're older and you just take what you get and you leave what you don't get, and it doesn't matter.
1: Right, and I, that's probably. Oh, you know, people dislike school stereotypically when they're younger, mm-hmm. and they slowly start to. Yeah. Accept it more. Um, oh, I just had something that I was going to go with on that, and I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Lifting related? Doubtful. Doubtful. <laughs> um, this was a c- unrelated, while we're on this, a tangent right now, an un- unrelated to lifting. So as a rabbi, you're obviously speaking in front of, what's the largest crowd you ever spoke in front of? Oh. That's not the question, but it's, it's a... Oh. Well... Segway.
2: Well, um, y- you know, there aren't a lot of people that go to synagogue all the time. So, I mean, I think the largest synagogue group was maybe 500 or something. But
1: I've That's a big number of people.
2: <laughs> maybe it was 400. But it's still a lot. Yeah, it was...
1: More than 50, you know? Yeah, yeah. You yeah, got yeah. like five... Twenty, fifty,
0: hundred. Yeah, but some oh, of I'm those convocations that. you do must have more. Than yeah,
2: more. that's what I was going to say. So, oh, okay. so, but there are other things that I do. I mean, I don't know. There's probably been. I think
1: I've
0: probably a couple of thousand.
1: thousand yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness! What advice do you have for people on public speaking for someone who may be timid, speaking in front of the public?
2: I used to be so timid that I stopped doing it, and then I, I redid it again. So, um, I don't know. It's just breathe and don't look at. Um, Don't look at anybody in the face. Really? Yeah. And don't worry about it.
1: I don't think I've ever spoken to a group more than 75 people, you know, presenting a project to a full class or something like that. And I would always try to find, like, four people, like, you know, at each... Oh, that you knew? Quadrant. No, not even that I knew, but, you know, I'm going to make it look like I'm looking over there, but I'm only looking at one person. And then I'm going to look at this one person in the front row, this guy in the middle, and that chick in the back or something (laughs) like that. Um but related to that, for the person who asked that question, um, something that I've heard for public speaking and I've said this at the gym a few times, is it's like swimming in the ocean. It doesn't matter how deep it is. You just keep swimming.
2: Oh. It doesn't
1: matter if you're right. like you've if there's
2: sw- one person or four hundred people.
1: Right. I mean it doesn't matter if it's a group of five or keep speaking. Fifty thousand. Right. Keep just, going. just keep going. Stay confident and enjoy yourself.
2: That's that's really good. That the hardest thing for me is um Singing in front of people so when I took singing lessons I um, you had to give recitals and I hated that so I'll remember what you have to say but I'm never going to sing in front of people alone again
1: <laughs> that sounds terrifying I do not think that I would be able to do that what about you Maddie? what's that? sing in front of people <laughs> if you can speak you can sing that's what I think well, there you go that's a good, that's a good go. way to look about it some more listener questions for you this was from uh, Emily Steezy, our yeah. dear friend. This is uh, a very serious question. What's harder, being responsible for the spiritual education for tomorrow's leaders or a one representative max squat?
2: <laughs> Thanks, Em. Um, let's see. Well, it depends. So it's harder to... Um, uh, it depends on what the reception is from the people uh, that you're teaching so if um if you're building leaders for tomorrow but there are seventh graders who really don't want to be there and are pains to teach um I'd rather do a a squat max squat or whatever that was and um if it's uh uh if it's a heavy heavy squat and I'm having a good day at work, then I'd rather be
1: at work at work. <laughs> Well, There you go, Emily. Is your uh, <laughs> there's, your <laughs>
2: there's your rabbinic answer? A that's little right. of this, a little of that.
1: So that is, that's that's you. kind of coach rabbis or spiritual leaders?
2: No, I'm. Well, I I took that question as you know the people that I teach could be the spiritual leaders uh. of tomorrow. But I do um, I do some things for other rabbis and and students and.
1: So this is, half of this podcast is going to be uh, about...
2: (laughs) Judaism 101. Judaism, yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) What is the, all right, stupid question here. There's
2: no such thing? I
1: grew up, my parents are Irish Catholic. I do not know anything about that, really. Priest, rabbi oh that's What's the difference
2: that's not a dumb question that's a really really good question so so uh, a rabbi the rabbinic degree is really like an academic degree okay. in a lot of ways so I, I went to um, graduate school for well for me it was seven years Whoa. to become a rabbi it's a, it's a five or a six year program but since they weren't accepting women I, I came in early and I got a master's degree and then went through it but, um, so it's pretty much an academic degree and a priest is, um, uh, what do they call it, a sacrament or something, so that so that people will look at a priest as having some kind of powers that a, a regular Personal. person couldn't do, the, the communion stuff, for example. A rabbi, the, um, the only thing that we can do that a regular person might not is that we might have more education, so when it comes to Jewish law... Um, you would go to a rabbi to find out an answer to a question. But in terms of leading services, anyone over 13 who knows how to do it, any Jewish person over 13 could do it. They could do a wedding. They could um, really do a funeral. Yeah. Yeah, that's the big thing about bar and bat mitzvah. It
0: oh. means you
2: become like a full-fledged member of the community and you're able to do most of the things a rabbi I hate to say that because the job I really want Is to be a rabbi in a Catholic church, because the Catholics'
0: minds are blown.
2: I know. (laughs) and I'm going to get every priest calling in that um, has ever been a powerlifter.
0: Well, I don't think that's
1: our target audience here, (laughs) but so you don't have to worry about that.
2: But but I think that that um, because priests have this have an image of being you know priests.
1: Right. Yeah. The big white robe. The broad shoulders.
2: Right. The heavy lift. Holy water. Right. So, um, and, and rabbis to Jews are, you know, it's not that, um, it's, it's sort of a game to see sometimes if you know more than the rabbi and it, you know, you're on more an equal footing, I think.
1: Right. Cause there's not, there's no higher power. It's just a, more Correct. of an education. Correct. What was your undergrad?
2: Um, I, English literature and, um, religion.
1: Okay. That's kind of what I was assuming. where did you go to school?
2: <laughs> I went to Wellesley. In uh, Massachusetts,
1: for both your undergrad and grad school?
2: No, grad school. I went to Wellesley because I liked the architecture at Wellesley. I didn't. I come from San Francisco area. You so. mean
1: literally the sh- like the, the literally the shape of the buildings, not like you wanted to study architecture?
2: Right, exactly. Okay. I, I came. I visited in the winter. There was beautiful snow. It was it was really gorgeous. It was just like I anticipated a college would look, and um, in New England. In New England. Right. I, I went to UC San Diego for a year before I transferred there, and um, and I just loved it. So, and it's a perfect place to study English literature, you know, in this, these old Ivy Halls. Um, but then I went to the Jewish Theological Seminary for JTS for... Um, for
0: <laughs> that was <laughs> our soundboard, just, just fell on the door. <laughs> Sorry, um, Ruby.
2: My rabbinic degree... Aww. Is this the first time that a dog has been on the podcast? This is the first here? time that a
1: dog's been on the podcast. We've got Ruby. Uh, she's not mic'd up. She doesn't have much to say. Is it she or he? I'm so sorry. She. She. She uh, does not have much to say. She's probably the most popular gym dog.
2: <laughs> well, I sneak her in because uh, because my days are long and uh, and getting her out for a walk and then coming here and then going to work, I end up doing uh, walking her on the way here and, or walking her here.
1: Ruby's a good dog what always what always blows my mind about uh, her being in the gym dogs obviously are sensitive hearing people do <laughs> six, seven hundred pound deadlifts <laughs> on the floor and she's flinching, she doesn't flinch you know, you'd know, think you'd at least see her move a little bit but she doesn't she react to it so at all she's
2: so comfortable here, if I'm gone for a week and I bring her back and there's all that stuff going on, she just curls up and and uh, in the middle of the room and watches everybody live. Well,
0: she's used to your fiery sermons.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: God. Okay, so we're approaching 40 minutes or so here. I've got two questions for you. Maddie, I don't want to cut it short. If you have anything that you'd like to I ask I got one to end with. About. Okay. So. Um, something that... I hope this isn't what you're going to ask. It won't be. Uh <laughs> uh-oh. So um, with um, <coughs> the addition of your investors... Uh, one, one of the things that we're talking about is uh, a way to kind of spruce up the meats. And um, so, you know, like uh, USAPL is going to meet in the spring or something called uh, the Battle of the Brick House or something. And that's the, uh, it's in the Sanford Brickhouse House gym. And that's uh-huh. why they're calling it that. What would you think about the women's meat being the Carolyn Braun Classic? <laughs> I don't have to talk to Maddie about this, but what would you think about that? What do
0: you think about that? She's a. It's it's more for dentist. <laughs> she still She's still like, hold on to it. <laughs> She's like, hold on
1: to it. Sorry, sorry.
2: Um, you know all it's this. It's
1: the Carolyn Braun Memorial. Okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> the Carolyn Braun Invitational or something like that. Oh,
2: that's too funny. You know there are so many really really great lifters out there. I love to watch them, and part of, uh, part of the reason that. Um, that I think that I'm I'm sort of a novelty you know <laughs> <laughs> that's funny <laughs> <laughs> but it's true you know last name Braun and and um,
1: yeah the news guy loved that he could not I didn't even think of that until he said that
2: I didn't either even though all my life people have gone oh you're all brains and no Braun oh, you're all brawn and no brains Ooh. Matt
1: Week Matt Week I heard that for a long long time <laughs> I can't say it anymore that's right I made, I made that a point that was my original
0: motivation yeah.
2: <laughs> right, um, so I'm I'm flattered, but but I would name it after um, Maris. Maris.
0: Oh, that's your that Look, she was on the T-shirt last yeah. year.
2: She was this very cool lady that um, Matt knows knew. She she was a lifter and like a world
0: twenty time world champion. What powerlifter? Yeah. How did you know her? Was I knew she... her from all the national meets and world meets. We were good friends, and she was going out to the Chicago area, and I said, if you can. And then I felt guilty, because you know when you travel, you don't want to go look somebody up. Yeah. But it paid off, didn't it?
2: It was. I I mean, we were in huge traffic jams. I was with my friends. It was, um, I forget what we were doing, but but we made sure we got to see her. And I only wish, my regret is that I'd never done a meet But when I met her. You hadn't? No. Oh. And, um... And I you know, as you can tell, I don't really know the lingo of everything that I'm doing. And um she was she was just really sweet and and gave me some tips and, and kinda of talked to me and showed me her famous belt and she's a musician and she's Jewish and um
0: she's got a lot of common.
2: Yeah. She was um it
0: really was a good thing. Yeah, and I'm so and she passed away uh, right after.
2: Yeah. And I'm just so sad that I can't yeah, now I know more, and I would love to actually really talk to her. And
1: that would have uh, been great. Pick the brain right. a little bit more now that you've your experience has grown. Yeah,
2: I think she would have loved it because she, would. she really, she really. It would have cheered mentoring. her up. Yeah, I said I, I always said that I was going to call her back or whatever. We talked a few times afterwards, but but not a lot. She was kind of in a one room apartment, and I think her health was things great. hadn't turned out
1: good for her. So. But hey, she
0: was uh, still a champion. Yes yeah, she was she twenty was. times over.
2: She was and she's she's um in Wikipedia and she's I mean you can really? look her up on the online. What's
0: her name again? Maris Sternberg.
1: Maris Sternberg. Yep. Yeah. Check it out, ladies and gents. Yes. So Maddie, I wanna hear this closure you got here. Are you done? I, I unfortunately I uh I didn't prepare for this podcast as much as I would have He's liked. pretty
0: prepared, though, <laughs> I thought. I, uh, I told you you would be, and I think you were.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is a lot of the times, it's it's strange, because a lot of the times, I I either know the person or I don't, and if I don't know the person, I just do a deep dive on their Facebook, Instagram, whatever's available. If they own a business, I look at that. If they're uh, an acupuncturist, I look up, what the hell's the acupuncture, you know, <laughs> Uh and then the the folks that I do know, it's a little bit. It's more of a natural conversation. Mm-hmm. You're in the middle because I I, I certainly know you from here. Um, you've got nothing on social media to really. You got nothing on your Instagram to really dig into, other than on. Uh, I
2: don't know Instagram.
1: You have one. No, I do have Instagram. You were the Instagram. first, uh, and I also wanted to mention that you were the first admin of Dynamax. Yes. The Dynamax social media page. That's
2: right. That's right.
1: Many thanks. <laughs> Well, it's funny now because I've got those admin things and I was I was scrolling to try and find your interview and it's like posted by Carolyn Brown. Posted by Carolyn Bronk. Right? Posted by Carolyn Brown.
2: Well, I would like to say that I had to search out every code of... Um,
0: she broke her every, neck to crack back into that whole thing. Uh, and that you, you locked it yourself out. No, somebody else did.
2: Yeah, somebody else had it and then we I had to ask it around. Plus, I'm not really savvy about these things. And so, she's the um, one
0: that got us back into that you hacked your
2: way back in I hacked my way back in I was, was on sabbatical so I guess That's right lots of time She's put in. a lot
0: of time I don't know how you did it so
2: oh it was it, that I would was pretty never
0: fun. Have the patience. brute force and ignorance
2: <laughs> exactly <laughs> so I have I have a Facebook uh, page that has stuff on it but yeah I don't you know I'm one of those lurk, what are they called lurkers I, I look at everybody else's stuff
1: oh can I actually I got one more question yeah, and this isn't real well, this is more on Judaism so you work uh, <laughs> you work at a, you work in a synagogue yes the Jewish Community Alliance Center that yes. was just installed or built, um, would that, is that a synagogue? Or is there a synagogue within that?
2: You ask a very um, smart question It's because it's hard to figure out. So, no, it is not a synagogue. Okay. It's meant to be um, – uh, it does many of the things the synagogue does. So it, they teach things, and, and they, they have a preschool, and, and a lot of stuff goes on in there. But it's meant to be... I mean, believe it or not, you can be a, a secular Jew. Meaning? Meaning. Um, meaning you're not... You don't go to synagogue. You're not um, involved in the religious um, life of whatever. But, but you're Jewish and um, feel very Jewish. And also the, the JCA, Jewish Community Alliance... Um, reaches out, does a lot of outreach to their people who are not Jewish, and they're, um, um, you know, just people who are interested in their activities or their movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. In fact, in March, I'm going to be speaking there. You should, you guys should come. There's this, that. there's this uh, movie called Supergirl. Is it? It's about this orthodox girl who's a powerlifter. Oh, she's you mentioned like, this.
0: Olympic lifter or powerlifter? Powerlifter. Okay.
2: And um, you probably recognize the people at the meets that she goes to because there's some... You mentioned this, yes. And um, and so she's this she's this young Jewish girl. I think she's uh, she's 12. And um, and she, she loves powerlifting. She has a bat mitzvah oh, okay. in the middle of the whole thing. It's oh. great. But anyway, the JCA and the Jewish Film Festival is showing this movie, and I'm... One of the speakers, and they're having a child psychologist or something as another speaker. But anyway, any rate, so at the JCA, they have a lot of activities and programs. And at a synagogue, in addition to that, they would have religious services. Right. So um, so there are something like five synagogues in town and one J- Jewish community alliance.
1: Gotcha. Thank you. So I... Uh... I had the pleasure of working on the design for that building, and it's probably one of my most yeah. proud projects that I've ever worked it's on. Beautiful, Chicago, isn't it? It's beautiful. It was in there. It's beautiful. That project, it went very smoothly, everything, it, it was a, I don't want to, I got, I can't reach any wood, but it was the perfect project. And to be a part of that, and to drive past it all, the <laughs> and to drive past it, and to be able to show my friends, and to be able to tell you, it's a proud moment for me.
2: Aww. That's like nine lifts for me. <laughs>
0: and I didn't spare an expense. <laughs> no.
2: Now, my father, you should know that my dad was an engineer, a uh, mechanical engineer, and my brother also worked for some construction companies. And every time we come over the hill in towards San Francisco, my dad would say, I did that building and that building and that building and that building.
1: It's a very strange sense of pride.
2: Yeah, it's great.
1: Just to, and, you know, it's like, oh, I did that. You're know, like, oh, i got so much pride for the fact that that building's not frozen, you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's what we do.
0: And I won't scream it. <laughs> it's what we do. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah. There's an old saying among <laughs> sailors: May all your seas be following. Could you put into Hebrew for us, may all your lights be white? Or something close. She's digging deep, folks. Oh, I, I know she'll do the it. The smoke is coming out. She's extra smart. I know she'll do it.
2: Um, may all your
0: whites be light. No, all your lights, lights be, be white.
2: be white.
0: <laughs> 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 no dark white. <laughs>
2: uh, oh, I don't know. Batzlacha <laughs> Lech I
0: love it. Once more.
2: Lech
0: there and we are, folks. Uh, I think that
1: may all our whites be light. All our lights be
2: white. <laughs> I didn't bring the beer. <laughs> I should have brought the beer.
0: They're all sober folks. I don't... <laughs> oh, we tried. I like try. that. One more time.
2: <laughs> lech
0: leshalom. Lech leshalom. There you are, lifters. We'll see you on uh, March tenth here and May twelfth at the Westbrook Armory. That's right. Keep training. Keep healthy. Do
2: you want me to give the opening prayer for it?
0: You're gonna be <laughs> Oh you're not lifting, maybe you could.
1: <laughs> yeah, you could you absolutely. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming. This has been a great this has been a great one. Thank Good you.
0: job, Matt. One thank again. you,
2: thank you.